to a brand new episode of Virtual Coffee. My name is Alexa Collier, and on this podcast, I have virtual coffee or tea or any beverage of your choice with accomplished and innovative small business owners and early career professionals. Now with me today is the founder and owner of Candy Apples by Kay. I chatted with Kay herself. Her name is Kim. And Candy Apples by Kay sell over 30 flavors of candy apples at markets and festivals in the Raleigh area. And they also have a storefront in Raleigh. They're an awesome family-run small business. And during the winter months, so now, everyone across the country can support them because they are able to ship their candied apples during the winter seasons. Now, I'm really excited to dive into Kim's story. Before we do just that, I would greatly appreciate if you took a second to rate and review Virtual Coffee on the Apple Podcast app. If you're listening on that app right now, just scroll to the bottom of the list of Virtual Coffee episodes and you should see where you can send in just a five-star rating, which takes one click or also add a review to it. It really helps out our podcast. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook. It's at virtual coffee podcast as always thank you so much for listening and i hope you really enjoy this episode now let's dive into kim's journey welcome kim thank you so much for chatting with me today yes thank you for having me of course i'm really excited to dive into your story and and your business's journey so to kick things off, would just love to hear Candy Apples by Kay's mission in your own words, where the idea came from to create this business. Just kind of take us through that journey. Absolutely. I think that's a great question, actually, that I've given a lot of thought to, even without knowing it. But definitely our mission is to year-round offer an enhanced experience of the candy apple, which is one of the world's favorite carnival treats, but to enhance that experience and to also offer it year-round. I think for us, we love candy apples. We definitely wait for the fair every year to get them. (laughs) Um, When we're on vacation, we would try to find little fudge shops or thing, candy shops that would have them. Definitely just one of our favorites. And so I was throwing a 40th birthday party for my husband and I wanted gold candy apples for our dessert table and I couldn't find anyone to make them um, locally, but I was able to find someone out of Greensboro that was able to do them and they were wonderful. I ordered from her quite a few times after that and after driving to meet her to get them, she said, you know, you can really do this on your own. You don't have to, you know, drive all this way just for these apples. So I was like, oh, I don't know. I'm not very creative. I wouldn't consider myself to be. So I don't know (laughs) if I can do this. So I tried a few recipes. And of course, my family, you know, indulged in all of my mistakes and (laughs) (laughs) all of the good outcomes. But it kind of drove me to want to figure out new flavors, new colors, new designs, just try out different things. And went from that to selling them to family and friends, to setting up an Instagram page. And with that came quite a following and quite a a lot of people that were interested in being able to get this carnival treat year round and try these different enhanced flavors to the uh, carnival, you know, regular flavor that we're used to having. So I signed up for a few local farmers markets Mm -hmm. and um, would go set up a table and tent and offer different flavors and designs. 
we grew quite a following on social media, Facebook and Instagram. Um, I was still working full time as an accountant at that time, but kind okay. of doing this, it was quite therapeutic at, in the beginning <laughs> that I would work all day and then have the evening with my families. And then at night I would, you know, experiment with these treats. And so when the following grew and my job was ending um, after 19 years in accounting, I said, maybe now's a good time to just jump out there. It's never been done to have a candy apple shop, uh, something like a cupcake shop, but only candy apples where you can come in and see an array of colors and flavors and just have your pickings. So I said, let's do it. Let's see if this works out. And I've not looked back since. That's incredible. A lot of great tidbits in there. First, I love how this started from just a love for candy apples in general. Is this something (laughs) you always loved, like even as a kid, or was it more with your own family? Oh, no, definitely growing up. um, Even, you know, the state fair has been a part of our lives. We've lived here since I was in elementary school. And, you know, the state fair was a huge part of our lives coming up. And that was definitely one of the things that we came home with in large bags (laughs) when we came from the fair. So me and my siblings and my parents loved them. I think I passed that love along to my children as well. Um, When I started dating my husband, And, you know, sometimes instead of flowers, he would show up with candy apples because he (laughs) knew that was one of my favorite things. So, yeah, just always had a love for them, but had no idea that there could be so many options to Mm -hmm. that one treat. Um, And I honestly feel like weekly I'm reinventing ourselves by coming up with new flavors or Mm -hmm. new things or new things to candy even because we do do more than just apples. We do candy grapes. We've done candy, golden kiwi, candy, Asian pears, like you name it, I will probably candy it. So (laughs) there's just so many options within this one scope of a treat. Yeah, I really love your story because it it stems from this personal passion and also love the fact that you were an accountant for 19 years, I think you said, which just shows that you can change paths anytime you want, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. You just realized you had a passion for this and it became business and you pursued it. Um, I love those kind of natural steps you took there. And I also, one thing I wanted to mention that the woman you had were buying the candy apples from, I think that's so cool that she said, Hey, you can do these on your own. Cause she could have totally just kept your business. Right. And not, not have wanted you to do it on your own. I think that's amazing. Absolutely. She actually is in her business is called Jaleesa's Creations and she's out of Greensboro. She does amazing treats as well. And she does a lot of other things other than just the apples. But she was so open to um, sharing with me um, little tips and hints that she would do and try. And we actually became I mean, it would be four in the morning and we'd be up making apples and texting each other like, oh, this didn't work for me. What did you do? And what did you do? She was just so open. And I definitely think like without her, I wouldn't have ever taken this step because it was her encouragement that kind of pushed me along to say, hey, you can do this. Because honestly, I don't even bake cookies. So when (laughs) she mentioned making some, I'm like, no, that's really not my area of expertise. But her push really is what pushed me into a place where I probably wasn't normally comfortable Um, But Mm -hmm. it was definitely an area that I needed to explore in order to come to this new chapter in my life. And so even with that being said, when I get a lot of inbox questions about how do you do this or 
you know, how do you do that? I'm very open about what I do because it's actually mm-hmm. something you can Google and find out if you wanted to, but it, it takes a lot of trial and error and patience. And when you find people that are just willing to, you know, help you along the way, that's definitely what helped me. So I definitely would want to help others as well. Mm-hmm. That small business support, especially in the Raleigh area, I feel is so strong, you know, especially through these interviews and podcast episodes. That's definitely a recurring theme of, yeah, I, you know, talked to this person who was already doing it and they gave me tips and tricks and it uh-huh. pushed me to keep going. I just, yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. And I will say, uh, you know, to piggyback on what you just said, that's so true. The support for small businesses, especially during this 2020 year has been Mm -hmm. outstanding and small businesses leaning on one another. Um, We've done some great collaborations with other great small businesses as well that have really helped us, you know, to um, get in front of customers that we may not have been able to reach or didn't know about us um, and vice versa. And it's been great working with, you know, like Raleigh Cheesy, I saw that you've had him on the podcast (laughs) before. We love Courtney and we do some charcuterie board classes that incorporate our caramel apples onto her boards. And Mm -hmm. it's a great combination, but it's been a a great support to be able to lean on other small businesses in that way. Definitely. I think that's how I found you actually through Courtney and Raleigh Cheesy. And that's another thing I love about the small business world is you find one and then they're collaborating with someone else. And it's just like a constant chain or yeah, of (laughs) of finding small businesses, which is awesome. So you start to describe, you know, some of the the products like the apples, grapes, pears that you sell. Can you describe them a little bit more? Just, you know, what do they look like? Like what what would someone see if they walked into your storefront? Oh, wow. Okay. So it's a full experience. We pay attention to every detail from the customer service to the decor of the shop to the apples. Um, So when we decorated our shop, we worked with a local designer, Tula Summerford. And we wanted it to be very elegant. We wanted people to think they're coming to get candy apples and expect one thing, but walk in the door and be wowed by something else. So we have uh, beautiful chandeliers, beautiful wallpaper. And then there's a huge glass case that holds all the different colors and flavors. Um, We have more than 35 different flavors. So each week we kind of rotate out the flavors so you can try Um, as many as you like, but get a a good array of flavors to choose from. So when you walk in, you'll literally see a rainbow of candy apples and designs, not just plain. So you'll definitely have your plain red carnival, which is a must. It's a staple Mm -hmm. (laughs) and carnival with nuts. But then you'll have like the cotton candy apple that is like, looks like a marble. It's marbled with colors. And sometimes we even have cotton candy stacked on top of the apple. Um, You may find Tropical Punch, which is a bright neon blue color that has nerds on the bottom of it. Um, We do a cake batter apple that's a beautiful pure white with sprinkles on the bottom of it. And so it's nothing of what you would expect, you know, from a candy apple so much more, you know, loving that carnival apple and then taking it even to another level. Um, So those are our hard candy apples, which look like glass. I mean, just no bubbles, shiny, lots of vibrant colors. Our best seller is a pineapple flavor where it's a bright, bright yellow and we top it with a, a pineapple gummy ring. And even the gummies are good. So you, you, so you can just devour the whole thing down to the stick. Um, and we do have chocolate caramel apples as well. 
but we try to be innovative with those creations. Like during Girl Scout cookie season, we had all flavors that incorporated the Girl Scout cookies. So a caramel apple with uh, milk chocolate or white chocolate topped with crushed thin mints was, you know, one of our flavors. We have a Butterfinger, we have Heath Bar, we have the Turtle, which is also one of the best sellers and a staple every week, which is caramel, milk chocolate, and pecans. So many to choose from. During the Thanksgiving holiday, we even offered like a red velvet and a carrot cake option that were really popular. So you really know, don't know what you're going to see when you walk in as far as flavors. And so you can just stand there and point and say, I want that. I want that. I want that. And literally we have new customers every week, but we have reoccurring customers that come and stock up to hold them until we're open again, because we're only open three days a week. That just sounds beautiful and such unique flavors. They all sound so delicious. (laughs) (laughs) Like salivating over here. (laughs) I know, I know. They're hard to make and not want to, you know, taste taste them all. But I literally could like go on and on about different flavors and designs that will just keep you guessing. Even things you think you might not like, um, like a guava flavored Mm -hmm. candy apple or like sour patch where you have a a pineapple candy apple, but we put the sour sugar on the outside of it. Those who love like Sour Patch Kids and things like that love those. I mean, there's just so many options. There's no limit. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what I was thinking. Endless opportunities of flavors and combinations. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So do you make them at the storefront? Like, is it is it you and a team or what's kind of the process behind actually making these? So we have a state licensed kitchen at home. The preparation takes all week. So that's why we're only open Thursday through Saturday, because it literally takes us all week to prepare everything. We take the apples through um, a strenuous cleaning process to remove the wax off of them um, so that the apples are bubble free. So between that and prepping everything, it, it takes that long. We do everything here and then transport everything to our store. Um, But we are in the midst of building a commercial kitchen that will allow us to expand and allow us to um, hire more people to help. From that, we're hoping definitely for a second location. We have customers that travel from Clayton, Rocky Mount, Durham, Smithfield, Henderson. We've had customers from Virginia that drive up for the day just to get candy apples. I mean, We definitely know that we need another location to try Mm -hmm. to get closer in to the community, to other communities, but we also um, will ship during the colder months. Okay. Um, So that will allow us to also reach a lot of other people that follow us on social media and wish that there was a Candy Apples by K in their city. Awesome. Yeah, I was going to ask if you ship. So it sounds like you do, which is awesome. That's that's an incredible achievement in and of itself is being right. able to ship, <laughs> especially food food products. Um, right. We can only do it during the cold months. Mm-hmm. It'll melt. But definitely when it's cold, we, we definitely can. Where exactly is your storefront located? I know it's in Raleigh, but for those who are familiar with the area, where exactly is it? So it's over close to Triangle Town Center Mall. Okay. It's off of Capitol Boulevard down by 540. The address is 6320 Capitol Boulevard. We're in Suite 107. The shopping center is Plantation Square. Mm. And you'll see the big candy apple sign, you know, on the top. 
Congrats on a storefront. That's that's oh, yeah. huge for a small business. That's it, awesome. Thank you so much. It really was a leap of faith because it was yeah. like uh, during a layoff and it was like, do I jump back out into the workforce or do we give this a try? But it definitely was the right decision. Uh, we are, even during this pandemic, we've kind of had to, you know, change some of our ways of business. We've done curbside pickup and um, pre-orders mm-hmm. only, or now that we're open, only allowing, you know, limited customers in at a time. And our customers are so great, but it's not uncommon for us to have a line um, oh, wow. of people that are waiting and we get them in and out. And then it's not uncommon that we sell out. Um, which is really the goal uh, awesome. every weekend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> being that we're not open every day, we don't want to hold on to any product. And we also want to offer the freshest product to all of our customers. Right. So it's great when we sell out. We know, we're, you know, we're doing something right. But definitely, if you're looking for grapes or certain flavors, you, the best bet is to be there as soon as we open so that mm-hmm. you can have the best selection. Right. Yeah. I kind of forget about that of food products is that they have to be fresh. Like you can't make them six months ago and then right. and then sell them. So yeah, that mm-hmm. makes sense that it's week by week basis. Wow. Yeah. That's a whole different type of operation. Just having to make for the upcoming week, make for the upcoming week. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's a never ending. And I'm sure you've heard a lot of small business owners say like, it's great working for yourself but you're definitely never off. Um, You're working every day doing something that's preparing you for being open and serving. So it's a lot of hard work, but it definitely pays off, especially when you receive such good feedback and people love your product and they're telling other people about your product and they're excited about it. And it seems like they're just as excited as you are Mm -hmm. about it. So it pays back. Right. Yeah. And Kind of on that same topic, I'm curious if you have any advice for other small business owners. Perhaps it's based on challenges you faced yourself and over overcome or uh, just things you've learned along your journey. Any advice for other small business owners, you know, whether they're just launching their business now or are just looking for, for some new tips and tricks? Yeah, definitely that perseverance mm-hmm. would definitely be something pushed through no matter how hard it seems like, or the mountains seem kind of like unreachable. Oh, I don't know if I can do this. Just keep going and you'll be so glad that you did. Be ready to work really hard, probably harder than you would for someone else because you're building and you're constantly reinventing yourself and trying to learn as you go in so many areas that you might not be familiar with. Be a sponge. For me, I feel like customer service is a huge thing. Your product, when you have a good product, it'll sell itself. But how you treat people and the experience that they have in your establishment, it piggybacks with a good product. Um, So it's a full experience. And so just treating each customer as if they're your only customer and extending all the energy that you can to offer a full experience that will be attached to your product. Those are great pieces of advice. And I I love your focus on the experience just as much as the product, because I think that's so true, right? You can make the most beautiful product, but if you're not relating to your customers or or giving them an an experience, then Mm -hmm. that product almost doesn't matter, right? They definitely go hand in hand. I think you really hit on a good point there. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm not sure if I 
answered your question, the part about like who helps us, but we're definitely family based. My mom and my aunt work the store for us a lot. Um, we have a close family friend, uh, a few family friends that um, are in college and come back and, and visit to help as well. It's a, it's a family affair. The preparation, my husband is, he works full time and then he's full time also contributing, helping to build this and make Mm -hmm. sure we have everything we need every week. The other thing is produce is a product that can be really right or really wrong, Mm -hmm. you know? So getting fresh apples, fresh grapes that look good, that taste good, that are not overly ripe, like that's a big deal because, you know, sometimes we'll say, people will say, do you have grapes this week? And we're like, no. Mm-hmm. And it's not because we don't want to, but if we are out trying to find them and they don't look good, or it may just be that, you know, this week, you know, everything kind of just looks a little brown or just a little mushy. We won't buy them just to say that we have them. You know, we want to wait for the best product to present. So that's a, you know, a big deal, but it's definitely a family affair because my husband is the expert. <laughs> and finding the best produce and making sure that we have everything we need in stock so that we can start the whole process every week. But it'll be great to get into our kitchen and expand yeah. and be able to create even more and be able to reach more people. Where does he find the produce? Is it just grocery stores? Is it farms? A mixture of both? Yeah, it's a mixture of everywhere. So we do spend a lot of time at the farmer's market and we do have a provider out there that does all of our apples who we love. And then the other items are kind of just like searching around finding them Mm -hmm. Um, as well as things you might not think of. Like a lot of our toppings, especially during this year, have been out of stock. Um, So finding little ingredients that go into the apple or that go into the coloring of the apple or that top the apple has been pretty challenging and when people fall in love with an apple and then you don't, you're not able to make it because you don't have everything you need, you've got to find something else to replace it with, mm-hmm. you know. So he's great at shopping around and finding the best products or when things are out of stock, finding those as well. Right now, actually through Raleigh Cheesy, we found out about the Lucy Glow apple, which is like a part Honeycrisp apple that is red on the inside. It's absolutely amazing. And it's only in season for like three months from October to December. So we've got someone that we've been able to get those from and offer those. And that alone is an experience. I'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure we're the only people in the world that have candied a Lucy Glow apple. And so a lot of our flavors this week and last week have been with that apple instead of a Granny Smith, which normally all of our apples are Granny Smith. Mm -hmm. So that has been really fun and exciting. So good. And it's, especially for the candy apple lover, it's something you've got to experience. I'm learning so much about apples. I love it. (laughs) There's there's always like with any small business, you know, and and sitting down and talking to the owner, I'm like, yep, that's something I never would have thought of that goes into your business. Yeah. It's just incredible. The amount of things that you have to think about and stay on top of and discover Mm -hmm. new things. And yeah, no, it's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a lot. And like for me and a lot of, excuse me, other small businesses, you're also your social media manager. Um, Mm -hmm. I respond to all my DMS. 
me personally, you know, so a lot of times I'm in the kitchen and I'm, you know, trying to make sure that I have a presence and that I'm responding to people quickly, but it's, it's a lot to juggle. And that would also probably be another piece of advice that, you know, you might feel spread thin a little bit, but asking for help is definitely a good thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I dip every apple. So I've not gotten to the place where I'm comfortable, you know, teaching someone else just yet, just because in that area, I might be a little bit of a perfectionist as, as to how I want it to be presented. Presentation is huge, you know, with, with food products, especially as you're trying to promote on social media. Um, so, you know, that's a lot, you know, to try right. to have a presence on social media and actually be the person in the kitchen making everything. But hopefully, like I said, as we expand, then not being scared to ask for help and training other people to aid you in things that could, that you don't have to do mm-hmm. and, you know, get some help on. Right. Like pull more people into the candy apples by K family as, as you yes. keep growing and scaling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the social media thing that it takes up so much time, even for, you know, this podcast, which I don't have to worry about, you know, making money. I have my, you know, other full-time job, Mm-hmm. Even just keeping up on, like, it is, it takes so much time, like making yeah. the posts, responding, et cetera. It, I don't think people realize actually how much time that takes until they try to have a social media presence. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's such a huge benefit mm-hmm. marketing wise, though. You right. know, it's like when you do it right, it really can benefit you and really um, get you out there and get the word out there about your product. Um, exactly done correctly but it can really go south if you are you know known as non-responsive or you know you just don't have much of a presence you don't post very often or people forget about you because they haven't seen anything Mm -hmm. in a while I mean it's just something you got to stay in front of all the time because if done correctly it could really help your small business for sure yeah it's definitely a must like you have to have Mm -hmm. some sort of social media presence out there yeah yeah Totally agree. So with all these things that you're doing, you know, making the apples, running the social media, helping with the storefront, and then also your your own personal life as well. I'm curious if you've learned any best practices for kind of balancing that that work in life. And I know you mentioned before, as a small business owner, you're always on. Um, so perhaps balance is the wrong word. I haven't found a better way to describe that yet. Because the about ba- what really is that balance you know will it ever exist but what are just some of right. your tips and tricks for taking time to yourself while also running this successful business right oh absolutely i am a wife and a mother of 5 oh wow so awesome <laughs> definitely there's no option to slack in those areas um as i'm trying to also focus on this business mm-hmm. um what has worked for me Um, I think I've talked about this before of how when I was working a full-time job and then doing this on the side and kind of doing some markets on the weekend and stuff, like it really built up uh, my resiliency and my, it it allowed me to expand, right? Because I was juggling so much. So when the full-time job came off my plate, it really made it feel easier, not easy, but definitely easier. Like, oh, now I only have to focus on this, not, you know, two jobs. This feels a little lighter weight, but time management really is the key. Best utilizing all your time, whether it be, 
um, hand-making bows for a customized order while you're driving in the car and, you know, my husband could be driving and we're going to pick up the kids and I may sit mm-hmm. there and make, make bows while we're driving. Or it may be that, you know, I get up at 5 a.m. and do a bunch of stuff so that I'm able to stop and take my kids to school or stop and fix breakfast and have right. my morning, you know, with my kids. Same for the evenings um, so that I don't feel like I'm neglecting any part of my life. That's really the big thing because the time management is what will make you feel like you've touched everything you need to touch in a, in a day. Um, and being that this has been for the last couple of years, a, a home business, it's a, allowed me to, you know, I can get up at any moment and go do something in the kitchen <laughs> or I can, you know, plan out my day so that I'm getting everything done on the first half. <clears throat> and then I have the afternoon and the evening with my family. But without that management, I definitely would be overwhelmed mm-hmm. and definitely would be neglecting something along the way. Um, even if it's like last night, my husband and I had a date night, you know, we get through Thanksgiving and it's like, okay, let's just push through this. It's going to be hectic. It's Thanksgiving season or it's October, which is our busiest month, of course, with fall festivals and Halloween and all that stuff. Let's push through it. And then the first week in November, you know, we're going to close our doors just for that week to, to recoup mm-hmm. our energy and, and get ourselves together so that be, we can be refreshed for ourselves and for our customers. Because when you burn out, you know, it, it's of no good to anybody. Right. Um, so definitely, I just think the time management is key. This past year, of course, for everyone has been so different. Mm -hmm. Um, So you're finding ways to get around the pandemic and still serve people. But last year, we actually had our fifth child. He was a preemie. So he showed up um, at 23 weeks. And so that was completely unexpected. He um, came in October of last year. So he was in the NICU for eight months and Mm -hmm. juggling the business, the other children and traveling back and forth to Duke. Um, to see him every single day was a lot. And so to have him home now and recoup that time from traveling um, mm-hmm. to see him and, and only being able to see him in the hospital, it feels like a different normal. But it also has allowed me, you know, it was just not better timing for me to have a time where I could be home and be with him all the time and, you know, meet his needs as well. So all things just kind of work together for your good, you know, Mm -hmm. and you end up uh, pushing through tough times and and trials and tribulations. And on the other side, you end up being stronger and able to handle your load a little easier because something you've gotten through something. Your perseverance really, really does shine through. And I appreciate your positive mindset around that time balance, time management, and even just some of the things you said as, you know, if I'm in the car, I can just get get this task done that I can do while we're driving. Or even Mm -hmm. if you just are sitting on the couch with your family, let me just quickly do this, you know, little task, like using your time to the the best in the best way you can Mm -hmm. so that you also have time for your family who is also clearly a priority as well. That's incredible that, you know, when going through, you know, visiting your your son in the NICU constantly, I know that's yeah, that's an everyday thing. And just mm-hmm. the fact that you didn't give up on the business, that just so shows so much, so much strength. That's that's an incredible Thank achievement. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yeah, there's just some parts of your life you look back and you're like, wow. Right. 
I can't believe I got through that. Yeah. I'm grateful that I did, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, but definitely for small business owners, just kind of knowing when to just chill too, you know, Mm -hmm. knowing when to take some time to just enjoy and, you know, the fruits of your labor, literally, (laughs) you know, (laughs) sometimes I will just, you know, kick back and eat a candy apple and just Mm -hmm. enjoy you know, all the hard work that you've, that you've put in because it really does rejuvenate you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really love your mindset. Thank you for sharing all that. Thank you. My last big question here that I always end our episodes with is in this moment, just the first thing that comes to mind, what is your proudest accomplishment? And of course that can be related to your business or not at all. Just kind of the first thing that pops into your head when I ask you your, your proudest accomplishment. Oh, Wow. I think the first thing that popped in my head was probably just being mom, being able to be mom, which is not always just about the care and the nurturing that you provide for your kids, but it also includes being a small business owner in front of them being, you know what I mean? Mom is when they see me, they also see mom built this business and mom works hard and mom is always, you know, making apples and mom mm-hmm. is always <clears throat> also taking care of us and also taking time for us. And I think that just probably is my proudest accomplishment because it's something, it's a goal that's never completely met. It's something you're always striving to be and to, to do. It's like something that you don't accomplish is something you keep working towards to be better at. But when I see them and I see how they look at me, or when I create something, I'm like, what do you guys think? And that I feel like they're almost proud of me in many ways. Mm-hmm. It, it makes it a great accomplishment for me that I have them and that I'm able to do this and be mom too. Yeah, that, that's very well stated. And congratulations again on everything you've achieved in life, <laughs> you know, you. by continuing to build a family and also raising this other baby of candy apples by Kay. That's yeah. Just, it's just amazing. Yeah. Congratulations on, thanks. on all your success and the success that you will have in the future. Oh, thanks so much. Thank you again so much, Kim, for speaking with me today. And before we sign off here, where can people find you and Candy Apples by K? Shout out the social medias, website, oh, yeah. etc. Yes. Yes. We're on Instagram and Facebook. <clears throat> and newly actually on TikTok, which nice. I'm here to um, <laughs> under Candy Apples by K and Candy is with a K. We are located at 6320 Capitol Boulevard, Suite 107 in Raleigh. And we are open Thursday and Friday, 2 to 6 and Saturday, 12 to 6. We also have a website, candyapplesbyk.com, where you can go and see pictures of our apples, see our different flavors. Anytime we have any kind of promotions, we'll also have them as well. During this Christmas season, we're selling ornament apples. So Mm -hmm. they are candy apples that look like Christmas ornaments, and they're in ornament boxes. The greatest gift for teachers, neighbors, family, stocking stuffers, corporate gifts, Um, you'll see those on our website as well. So please come check us out. We would love to meet you. That's awesome. Yes, I hope everyone checks out Candy Apples by Kay. And thank you again so much, Kim, for speaking with me. I, I thought this was an awesome conversation. Thank you for having me. 